Well, I already mentioned it, that he was going to be joining us today. Here he is, Johnny Rocket, today's Good Company correspondent. How's it going? Oh, any better I'd be you. Ah, well, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Oh, today is National Movies Day, and I thought, hmm, we are both in that season where we've got children ranging in ages from six no. to what? Uh, your oldest just turned 13? 13. Oh, He's yeah. now officially a teenager. Wow. Wow, wow. I don't know where the years have gone by. Like, it's just you blink and suddenly they're teens. Hmm. And uh, we have that wonderful and terrifying responsibility to help our children navigate the world, the world around them. And so as we talk about movies today, the big thing that pops into my mind is discernment. Because my children still don't really like watching some of the Disney classics because of the quote unquote scary scenes. Right. Um, They're very sensitive. And so for us, we've had to be pretty cautious about what movies we show them because it, it, like, you can see how the movies bother them and they just say, we don't want to watch this, Mom. So discernment, yeah. super important with movies and music. Well, and you know the frustrating part, though, when it comes to movies is that they've changed the rating in movies as well. Mm. So the difference between a PG and a PG-13 or a 14 and a 14A. And the and the frustrating thing is, is that we want to watch a movie that's PG-13, but you know that there's going to be one swear word in the movie that doesn't necessarily need to be even be in the movie. Mm. And now all of a sudden we have to, where is it going to be? Is that something that we want our kids to hear? And then we have to have a conversation about it. Yes, everything. I just feel like we have to have conversations. Oh, you want to play Roblox? Let's have a conversation. But <laughs> right. we, we, if we do this now, hopefully we will do it less as the, the kids grow up. And we just got to put in the sweat equity while they're still young and impressionable. So for you, because your kids are a bit older than mine, what are some of those things that you have done to help your kids discern between movies and music and even friends? What should they have in their life? It's it's so funny because we're going to have this conversation and in all honesty, like I would say that my kids are pretty good kids, but even the other day, my son who uh, has now a cell phone because of his age, Mm -hmm. he's not allowed to have his cell phone in his room. He got caught with his cell phone in his room and then looks at us and says, I realize what I'm doing right now is wrong and I'm sorry. So he knows what he's doing is wrong. We've taught him what he's doing is wrong, but yet they still want to push the boundaries on things too. So yeah. <laughs> no matter how much I want to teach them about things, <laughs> they're still trying to push those boundaries or to see how far they can go. But at least now they know there are boundaries, right? right. It's not no, just no, that's, everything's that's fair game. It's um, we need boundaries in all areas of our lives. And I actually... Remember, I would have been probably just 18 a million years ago, and it was the first time that I had a class. I went to Cape Henry Bible School, and it was a music class, and I was so excited because mm-hmm. I love music, and I was trying to get into the Nate program uh, so I could be in radio, and they talked about discernment when it came to music, and this, this teacher, who I thought was super conservative— that may have not known what was on the top 40 charts was playing songs that were on these charts and that I loved, but I knew maybe weren't the best for me. And he loved them. And he was like, yeah, so here's the song. And what about this song makes it something you should or should not be listening to? No Hmm. judgment. Put those discernment glasses on and, and you tell me, is this something that is going to be appropriate for you to listen to? 
So it was interesting. It was like anything's fair game, but you just can't listen to it in a passive way. You have to be able to say, oh, nope, that's not a message I want to receive right now. Yeah. I, I remember because growing up and being a 90s kid, mm-hmm. there was a lot of there was a lot of music that might not. I listen to it now. I'm like, why was I listening to that? I was not. <laughs> I'm not mature enough to listen to that now at 40, <laughs> let alone being you know a teenager. But I remember my pastor, my youth pastor saying, would you listen to that song if Jesus was in the car right next to you? Hmm. And I said, well, no, I don't think I would. He goes, well, he's with you all the time. Why are you listening to it now if, you know, and I'm like, that's really, and so it was at that point in time that I really changed my listening habits and I changed the things that I was listening to to be more uplifting rather than a discouragement, if you will. Yeah. I also remember thinking, oh, when I get older, I can just do and listen to whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) So the discernment never stops. Like you learn how to discern when you are young and then you put it into practice no matter what your age is. You could be 80 and think, "Uh, is this something that I should be listening to? Mm, Maybe not. I'm going to stick with the classics. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and there's always those teaching moments. You know, it's, it, Lord, give me an opportunity to, for discernment, and then you'll get them. It's like, Lord, give me an opportunity for patience, and then I get the longest line when I'm at the grocery store. I'm like, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing. <laughs> it's so true. My grandmother actually warned me never to pray for patience. <laughs> She's just like, don't do it. You'll just be stuck in situations that make you feel really <laughs> frustrated. And then she laughed and said, no, you actually should pray for it. <laughs> <laughs> she was such a wise woman. She really was. I miss her every day. I talk about her all the time. She was one of those people that did teach me um, about discernment and how to take a look at the world through a Christ-like lens. My mom as yeah. well. Um, it was never any of the... Like judgment growing up, which I feel very yeah. fortunate about. It was just, hey, is this something you should be listening to? That's it. And that's what I want to come to my kids with as well. I, 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 want to, I want them to be able to come to me and say, dad, this is what I did, or I messed up, or how can we fix this, and not have them be afraid to mm-hmm. have those conversations with me. So as a parent, I also then have to learn, hey, when they're coming to you, they're coming to you saying, listen, I messed up. So don't jump down their throat right away. Figure it out. Get angry maybe later, but make sure that you you keep those lines of communication open. Yeah. Discernment extends beyond just what you are listening to and the content you're consuming. It really does impact so many areas of your life. Yeah, that's good. Uh, So quick tips on discernment, things that you have learned on how to teach discernment with your children. What do you got for me? Just hey, we we already said it, Holly. You gotta you gotta pray for the opportunities to have the discernment, and then to, <laughs> to be able to have God give you those opportunities, and then you say thank you, Lord, for teaching me discernment. Oh, having an attitude of gratitude in the midst <laughs> of the learning experience. Yeah. Learning experiences are not supposed to be comfortable. And when you think that you have it all figured out, you have nothing figured out. <laughs> Right. Oh, goodness. Johnny, thank you so much for jumping in today on Good Company to chat discernment and how do we instill discernment in our children's lives as they have a lot more to navigate than we ever did. It's always one of my favorite Fridays.